Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Team Luke from Minds podcast. I'm Jared Samuels, and today I'm here with Laura and Garrett of New Fit. So welcome on. Thanks. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so my first question is, what is New Fit? So New Fit is a system for rehabilitation and fitness training, and it's based around a unique type of direct current electrical stimulation that we've developed and it is focused on the, on the nervous system. So, you know, a lot of times traditional therapy, for example, is focused on the tendons, ligaments, fascia, you know, manual work, structures, tissues, whereas we're focused a lot on the underlying function of the nervous system, the, the very signals that actually control what muscles are doing and how we move the signals that control pain or lead to the experience of pain, the signals that also control you know, many other things about the body, like the hormonal releases and the metabolic processes and the elimination of waste. I mean, there's you know, so many things that are controlled by the nervous system that, it, you know, to me, it seems like a logical target for any sort of intervention. And, you know, we've found that when we work at that level, a lot of times people are able to recover a lot faster from, from injuries. You know, we see a lot of people here, in addition to, you know, some with neurological challenges, we see a lot with you know, more traditional orthopedic type injuries and chronic pain and things like that. And, you know, we found that even, even things that are traditionally thought of as orthopedic or, or structural by taking a functional approach, we often can help them recover faster, have better outcomes, even, even in a little bit of a non-traditional with a little bit of a non-traditional approach. Uh, and then because we're focused on muscle activation and the neurological patterns, there's also a strong fitness application wherein you can use our technology to help people recruit more muscle, get more bang for the buck or have a more impactful workout. And, you know, the basic premise would be you can, you can using this technology and the, the neuromuscular reeducation, the muscle recruitment component, you can have it on and, and you can cause the muscles to work as if you were lifting very heavy weights, but without having to actually load up with heavy weights and have the associated risks of injury. So it's like a safer way to achieve a lot of those same health and fitness benefits. So like, let's say I come in and I've broken my ankle. It's so like you're saying that those, those like nerve signals get scrambled and then you're trying to unscramble them or like, how are you approaching that? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. So if you, if you have an ankle injury, the, you know, obviously there is some healing that has to happen for the tissues. You know, if you sprain that ankle, that's a minor tearing of the, the ligaments, for example, and your body has to heal that. Part of the issue is that with the normal protective responses that the body has, you know, if you roll your ankle, the muscles around that ankle just try and lock it down, like form a natural brace. And that's productive if you roll your ankle again or if someone attacks that tissue again, uh, you know, at any, at any moment, it's productive. But it's actually counterproductive, of course, for, for movement because when you're stuck in that, you can't move the ankle freely. Um, and and probably even more relevant, it's counterproductive for healing because just the excessive tension there, you're literally going to be blocking your body's own healing process, blocking the flow of blood, the nutrients, the raw materials, blocking the removal of waste products. And so by by 
going after the functional component first by going through our process, finding where the body is in those guarding patterns, um, and, and then working to eradicate those and restore more normal function, you, you remove the impediments. You, you get out of the way the things that would be blocking or slowing down the healing process. So you end up, in addition to restoring function more quickly, you also typically see an, an accelerated healing process as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something... Uh that I've done a lot I think it's similar it's called muscle activation techniques and like they they compared it to or the way they talk about it as an analogy is like if you're they call it compensating it's like something about like if you're on ice you're, you're gonna brace a certain way and so that's kind of what you're saying is that you your nerves react a certain way you gotta change it up to make it uh, to where you're in more normal functioning yeah, so there's a lot of overlap conceptually. We actually have one person on our team who is an expert in MAT, in the muscle activation technique like, like you described there. And we've found that our technology and our approach can work really well in conjunction with that. So MAT is basically a series of manual techniques, like kind of working on strategic pressure points or things mm-hmm. like that on the body. And you know, we have our version of some of that manual work that we use here and that we teach our practitioners also Uh, and then using the device with our protocols work really well in conjunction with that it can help you know you can get a muscle turned on but sometimes it might turn back off by the time you leave the office and go out to the car Mm -hmm. whereas when you follow it up with some of the work that we're talking about here it's it's much more likely to last for longer and just lead to a more impactful intervention Mm -hmm. so you're a trainer right I'm a physical therapist. Therapist. Mm-hmm. So when you see um, someone come in, what are you looking for first in this therapy? So it depends. So we have, like Garrett said, we have people who come in with, you know, aches and pains or knee injuries or shoulder injuries. And then we have the people who come in with more neurological injuries, balance impairments, brain injuries, MS, stroke, the whole gamut of that. And so um, in the people with the more orthopedic problems, you know, they may come in with a meniscus tear. And I know that that's the issue, but we do some muscle tests and then also activations. And then we work with the newbie, the electrical stimulation machine to kind of pinpoint the big, the, where the biggest problems are. Again, we know their meniscus may be torn, but is there something in their ankle or their foot or their hip or their back that's also not working right? And so we know everything's connected, so the whole chain has to work right. And so the machine allows us to pinpoint which parts aren't working right quicker. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the neurological people who come in, um, you know, sometimes what we find with the machine is there's parts where their sensations decreased and so we want to work through those points. Or we may find, again, these just parts that aren't working right. And um, as Garrett said, also, we're seeing a lot faster results. So traditionally in physical therapy, I can't usually make someone better just in a session. Um, And here I've noticed that, I mean, I see changes with, with people right away, whether that's improved balance or a muscle can appear stronger. It's not necessarily that we made it stronger in a session. It's just that we opened up the pathways to work better. And so they present with these strength and balance increases. Mm-hmm. So in terms of uh, brain injury patients, since that's kind of the focus of, mm-hmm. of this, um, what have you all seen? Like what patients have you all seen? And what, what are the differences in working with a brain injury patient versus someone who had a more orthopedic injury? Um. 
So again, we're looking for some different things, but still just we're looking for muscles to work better at like the deeper level. So some of the things we've found with um, our patients with brain injuries, again, their balance is improving a lot. We've seen um, improvements in coordination. Um, You know, some people come in with what we call ataxia as a common kind of like um, their balance is off and also they kind of don't move in a controlled way. And we've seen that improve a lot. Um, Also, a lot of times with brain injuries, people have what we call spasticity, which is this like extra tension in the muscles that causes people eventually to get contracted. Um, And, you know, also like if their foot doesn't move enough, they don't have enough movement to walk like normally. And so we've seen a lot of decreases in spasticity such that people are requiring um, less doses of medicine for that. Um, and then also improved circulation, which we can't necessarily say that that is, let's, you know, it's maybe not studied, but we're seeing these improvements and, um, yeah, so we're a lot of different aspects of their balance Mm -hmm. and strength and coordination are, are getting better. Yeah. No, I have a friend who, um, so I had a brain injury, but I didn't get spasticity. I have a friend who did, um, it's like his entire left side just has spasticity. So it'd be interesting. I don't know if he's ever come here, uh, but it'd be interesting. Does he he take medicine? I think so. Yeah. He's normally helps me on this, but he's not available (laughs) today. Um, so I'm curious, how did you develop this technology? So it, it was definitely a process. It, It wasn't anything that I set out to do from the beginning by any means. I first started, with a, a, a small clinic, you know, I, I had uh, over 10 years ago, I had 150 square feet in the back of a chiropractor's office here in, in, in Austin and started using earlier versions of electrical stimulation in combination with some techniques from functional neurology, which is, you know, a kind of an up and coming field. And I had a mentor who was one of the first teachers in that, in that realm and so what I learned from him, I, I loved and I wanted to combine it with electrical stimulation and try and try and find a way to bring everything together in a way that would lead to faster and better results and outcomes. And part of it stems from I had been an athlete and you know, I grew up playing ice hockey, played a little bit in college. And I was just, at one point I thought about going pre-med, but I was just disappointed with traditional orthopedic medicine, traditional physical therapy. And so I didn't really see anything but that ends for myself until I got started getting exposed to some of these principles. And so I was, I was actually here at UT for a graduate program in engineering. And as I was finishing up my master's, I just, I was eager to find a way to, to see if it was possible to take, yeah, take kind of what I was passionate about and maybe make some sort of career out of it. And so I started working out of this chiropractic office and using some of these methods. And I was, you know, for a, you know, for a guy in his early twenties without, you know, any formal medical credentialing. Um, you know, I was working under that chiropractor's license and doing some things I had learned from a, a couple of mentors and a lot of self-study, you know, I started getting pretty good outcomes enough where, you know, people would tell their friends it started to grow. Eventually, you know, I got to hire another person and build a little more of a team and, you know, get a little bit, a little bit bigger office. And, um, you know, things were picking up and as the methods evolved, eventually the limiting factor was, became the technology. And so at that point, you know, about five years in, uh, I decided to, to, 
uh, well, after a really exhausting options asking, you know, around people I knew like, Hey, you want to, you want to make some improvements to a machine? Hey, you want to do, you, wanna, you know, no one, no one else was really willing to take it on. So I, I, uh, decided, okay, I'll, 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 I'll do it. And mm-hmm. so I worked with some electrical engineers, um, to make some of the basics and there's, you know, designing the, the enclosure and finding a manufacturer and FDA. And so, you know, it's about two and a half to three year process, mm-hmm. uh, to get the device out there. And now, you know, I'm really grateful that that I went through that, that we went through that process because we've been um, selling this device to practitioners around the country, and it's just been super rewarding and and gratifying to see them be able to get the same types of outcomes that we're getting here to them for them to be able to to get amazing outcomes with people you know in the pacific northwest in the midwest in florida in new york you know places where we can't work with all those people Mm -hmm. uh, and yet we're still able to share this what i believe to be life-changing technology and so uh it's you know it's it's been uh it's been it's been a journey and i'm just i'm really grateful for how it's turned out so far and excited to get the word out there in an even bigger way going forward. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So were you coming from like a traditional physical therapy background? Were you? Yeah. So I come from traditional physical therapy background. I've been a PT for a little over 10 years and my focus has been neuro for most of that time. And, um, this is when I, you know, met Garrett and went to the course, it is, really the only thing that I can truly say I felt like was game changing in the, in my career so far, um, which is so rewarding to be able to mix, you know, my knowledge and my traditional PT knowledge with my neuro knowledge, then with new fit, um, has just been definitely the most rewarding thing that I've been able to do in my career. Mm -hmm. How do y'all approach like, uh, (laughs) how do y'all approach, um, because I know in the fitness industry, just in the amount I've been exposed to it. Um, there's a lot of like entrenched beliefs. And so there's probably skepticism about something like this. How do y'all approach that skepticism? Uh, That's a, that's a great question. I think that with anything new, there's always going to be resistance and skepticism. And so for us, you know, it's one thing to, to talk about, yeah, direct current as opposed to alternating current and the effects on the nervous system, um, and you know, for some people that at least may, may generate a little bit of interest, but when, when people actually experience it, when they get on the machine and they feel the effect it can have on them, like Laura mentioned that it's, you know, it's rare in traditional PT for people to have a meaningful outcome or to show tangible progress within one session. Whereas here between the technology and the processes, you know, that that's very common. And so if, when people experience it, that's when they usually start to feel that enthusiasm for it and, and want to do more or, you know, tell a friend about it or because it is, it's rare to find things that actually work like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, uh, I think that's the the biggest thing when we can really get people to, to try it out or if they hear it from someone that they trust, right. That's the, the easiest way to, to, to get through to someone where they won't have their guard down. You know, if your friend who has no vested interest is telling you about it or someone across the country tried something and they tell you about it, you know, so, so, um, getting, getting enough of that kind of critical mass for people to, to try it. And then, um, you get some natural word of mouth referrals, but then we still have to go to events and show people the machine and that same thing there, give them an opportunity to, uh, test it out and just do what we can to get the word out. So it's, it's so experience is kind of the best teacher. Yeah. And that's, that's our responsibility now to, to, you know, give up as many people as possible the opportunity to experience it. 
And what would y'all say to probably something similar, but what would y'all say to like a brain injury patient or their families who, you know, are very, as from my own experience, very hesitant to try new things after they've just gone through an injury? What would you say to them? So I think that one of the biggest things I've found with the neuro population using this machine is that a lot of times there are some plateaus with the progress after a brain injury. And what I found with this is that it has gotten people past those plateaus and it can be frustrating whether it's kids or adults that you kind of get to this point and you think that that's all you can get from it. And then traditional PT is great. Like I don't take away from that at all, but the addition of the new fit techniques and the newbie have pushed a lot of people who have reached a plateau to be able to do more functionally um, and just kind of improve their quality of life mm-hmm. and give them hope that they can still get better, better whether it's one year or five years after their injury. Mm-hmm. How are y'all working on, um, I think you mentioned it, but expanding this out. Cause it sounds like, you know, you need the machine <laughs> and you need a, practitioner in order to make improvements. So how are you all working on expanding? Yeah, great, great question. So for us, we have a network of you know, about a hundred, between 90 and a hundred facilities around the country that have our technology. And so, you know, if someone was listening to this podcast in Little Rock, Arkansas or Phoenix, Arizona, or, you know, somewhere we would, uh, and they reached out or went on our website, you know, we would point them to, or they'd be able to find a location near them and we'd encourage them to go see their local practitioner. You know, if there's no one nearby, sometimes we have people who will fly in and see us for an intensive over a few days. Um, but like you said, it is, it is usually better to do it with a, with a practitioner, at least in the beginning. And so, so that's the, the best thing. And, and for us, uh, that's our priority is, is being able to help more people. And that absolutely part of that means finding more practitioners who can use this technology with people in their community who we otherwise would never be able to reach. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, if there are any practitioners listening to this, um, we'd love to talk with you about, you know, how this may be able to fit into your practice, complement what you're doing. And, you know, we have a whole training and certification process for teaching people how to use this and how to implement it. And we've seen, uh, the, the people that have done it, you know, it's still in that, probably early adopter phase, right? Yeah. Uh, in, where as more people are learning about it. So for the early, early adopter group, you know, people have done it, you know, for the most part, they've been very successful with it. And, um, it, to answer your question about getting, you know, getting the word out or how we're expanding. One of the things that we're doing now is we have a couple of our first research studies underway, which will, you know, a lot of people, some people want to try it and they, they kind of go by their own experience. Some people, you know, which is, I think is totally fair. I want to see research, want to see publications, stuff like that. And so it's up to us to meet people where they are and speak to them in a language that will resonate with them. And so some of what we're doing to get some, some case studies and some quality in- initiatives within hospitals and some academic research at universities. So getting that going, I think will be a, a powerful tool that will help us communicate with with more people who could potentially use this in their, in their physical therapy practice or chiropractic office or brain injury clinic. Mm-hmm. All right. So just getting more data out there. Yeah. Help. I don't want to say legitimize it, but in some people's eyes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, we can't do this here, but it'd be cool to like show a video of you all working with someone 
and then put that on Team Luke's site. I think that would be really helpful. Um, yeah, we can yeah, definitely definitely do that. Yeah, we'd love to. Um, so uh, this is kind of a last question we ask everyone, and mm-hmm. it's outside of like saying just come here and use the machine. <laughs> In uh, maybe your experience working with brain injury patients, or I don't know if you have any as well, but what are the, like your top three recommendations for either patients or their families when they're going through a severe injury? In terms of therapy or just in general? Uh, either one. Um, so for people who have the brain injury, obviously is having support around them and also um, – getting in touch with the community and having friends who have gone through the same thing and having that support, like the support group that you guys run, um, for caregivers, which sometimes are forgotten. They also need to remember they need time to take care of themselves because they can't take care of someone else if they can't take care of themselves. Um, and then for both, I think just getting out and trying to do the things that you like to do and that you love to do before. And if that means you have to modify them, you know, then that, is good, but any sort of exercise or any hobbies that they had, just try to do it in the capacity that they, they can. There's a lot of adaptive things out there these days. So just not forgetting to get out of the house and do things. I love. So those three great things. Can I add a fourth? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yes. For three, but you know, since yeah, there's no, two no. of us, maybe. <laughs> six, three yeah, more. Yeah. Six things. Yeah. So uh, the, the biggest thing I would add is to, um, believe in the power of neuroplasticity. That's one of the biggest, biggest concepts to emerge from neuroscience in the last 10 to 20 years is that we're learning that the brain and the nervous system can change, can adapt, can grow, can heal, at least to some degree. You know, whereas in the past, we had always thought the scientific and medical community had always thought that, that the nervous system was, was hardwired, that when, when there was damage because of a brain injury that, you know, there wasn't much you could do to recover any of it. However, you know, we are learning now that, that the, the nervous system can change, the brain can change and it changes in response to stimulation. And so if you can find a very targeted way to, and you know, I certainly suggest our technology as being one of the most effective ways to do that, but there, there's other ways to provide that stimulation, you know, um, if you can, can stimulate the things that you want to happen over and over and over and over and over again, uh, you know, there is a, there is a powerful potential within all of us as human beings to change, to adapt, to evolve, to, to heal, to recover from trauma. And so, um, you know, not everyone can recover a hundred percent, not, you know, but you, you never know how far you can go until you, until you try. And so I would say just believe in that power of neuroplasticity and and really know that at least there is some you know scientific grounding for for your belief that you mm-hmm. that you can change that you can improve and then i would say go after it awesome well thanks so much um how can people get in touch with y'all or where should they look so our website would be a good place to go it's www.new.fit it's n-e-u like neurological and it's just .fit no.com or anything just new.fit uh, there's also a locations tab at the top right of that page uh, in the menu up there uh, we're also in terms of social media most active on instagram it's newfit rfp n-e-u-f-i-t rfp for rehab fitness and performance and 
we are uh, for people listening here in Austin our our main office is here in the Westlake area on 360 and Laura has a lot of experience working with brain injury patients and uh is is available to actually take patients here in the office and uh, and yeah when we'll we'll share you know some some content for the website and other things too so hopefully it'll be something that can help share this with more people yeah great well thanks so much for coming on thank you so much thank you for listening to team luke hope for minds podcast if you want to learn more check out our website team luke hope for minds.org or follow us on facebook instagram or twitter see y'all next time